The Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Be it props, parlays, in-game wagering, MyBookie.ag has it all. And if you use the sign-up code SGP50, you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus. With MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support us here at the Sports Gambling Podcast for bringing you these shows for free. All you have to do to support us is log on to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Amazon, bookmark that link, and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. into this fight, I already knew I was going to be the underdog. The energy that the fans bring, whether it's rooting for me or rooting for Canelo or even booing me, I take it and I use it as fuel. So I'm looking forward to a rough crowd. Oh, we brought a special guest out for y'all. Beat them all in his face. <laughs> That's right. There you go. That's right. Ooh, Dave. That's right. There you go. Hit him right in his mug. Hit him in his face. There you go. I don't necessarily think Canelo can bully me. There you go. Push him, push him off. I'm a rough guy when it comes to being inside that ring. I feel like this is an opportunity for me to fulfill my dreams. This is my one shot. All I really see and envision is just my hand being raised at the end of the day. People say it's really going to take a miracle for me to beat Canelo. I'm not new to miracles. I've done it once. I can do it again. A fight week in Las Vegas takes on a certain kind of momentum. Momentum that begins as soon as the plane touches down. More than ever before, all great fighters have a choice. They can protect themselves and take only easy paths to victory, or they can expose themselves to the best opponents they can find. Canelo has something that I want, and that's the legacy. He has all of the bells. Para mí cada una de mis peleas me motiva muchísimo y más este tipo de peleas donde quiero hacer historia y el primer paso es Daniel Jacobs. Bring it on. On May 4th, Canelo Alvarez and Daniel Jacobs enter the ring together. Two of the best in the world, refusing to take the easy way out. Two boxers doing what they were born to do. Fighting with everything they Canelo versus Jacobs, Saturday night, May 4th, only on the zone. You are listening to episode five of the fight show here on the sports gambling podcast network. We'll be focusing on tonight's massive big time boxing clash between Canelo Alvarez and 
the miracle man, Daniel Jacobs. They call him that because, of course, he is the guy who recovered from cancer. Shouldn't even be in a boxing ring, but it's a miracle every time he steps in there. He's also the guy that a lot of people believe beat Triple G and handed him his first defeat. Well, of course, officially, that man is Canelo, who many people recognize as the pound-for-pound king. As I always allude to, a lot of people are involved in that conversation. Terence Crawford, who we spoke about last time out, Errol Sprintz, and, of course, Lamachenko. But you can't leave Canelo out of the conversation after winning that matchup against Triple G. He is, of course, the number one box office attraction in boxing, the number one box office attraction in combat sports, and arguably the number one box office attraction in all of sports overall. And tonight, he steps into the ring against Daniel Jacobs in what is a fight which surprisingly has taken a life of his own this week with a lot of experts and boxers picking Daniel Jacobs to win the fight. Now, I picked up some audio, which proves this point. And uh, you may be surprised with a lot of the stuff that you hear in this audio. Um, I thought that this would be a, a tough fight for Canelo, but definitely one that he would win. But it has cast seeds of doubt in my mind this week when I've heard so many people who, and I'm not arrogant, I have a very, very good record when it comes to betting on boxing, but I'm not a boxer. And when I hear other experts and especially fighters giving their take on a fight, I have to sit back, respect that opinion and, and take note of it. And that's why I've added it here on the podcast, because it has made me sit back and think. And although I still believe that Canelo should win this fight, I'm not sure whether we are looking at somebody who should be a two to seven favorite to outright win this fight. When a lot of people is picking it, are picking it as a 50, 50 contest. Have a listen to this. I think the chances of a knockout is high. Canelo is going to face the strongest puncher that he's ever faced, including Triple G. This is a whole different beast. Canelo knows every Danny Jacobs is. And Danny Jacobs knows every Canelo is. Just a brilliant middleweight fight. I really respect Canelo because he didn't have to take this fight. I know he's willing to face anybody. I could have done it. I honestly could have done it and fight with whoever I wanted to. But what motivates me is a possibility to make history, leave legacy behind. Me and my team, we have that objective. As I've always said, to give the audience the best fight possible because that's what I truly believe is most important to me. In addition to that, I want to be satisfied with myself and my career. Is a fighter who dares to be great. He wants to make history in his own right therefore he fights the very best Daniel Jacobs is probably one of the most toughest middleweights out there uh, today this is a tough tough fight tough fight I see it as a 50-50 fight so the fact that he's willing to go into 50-50 fights at this stage in his career with the deal that he has with the fan base that he has with the profile that he has tells me that Canelo Alvarez is a serious guy He's a complete fighter, a strong fighter. He knows how to move himself in the ring. He knows how to keep his guard up. He's a fighter that knows how to move. He hits hard. In closing, he has all the qualities of a fighter. Historically, fighters who move a lot have always been difficult to manage for Mexican boxers. 
trata de ser la misma pelea que hizo con, con Golovkin, eso no me queda duda porque es la, la única manera que, que puede aspirar al triunfo hacer una pelea. In order to win, he needs to use his guards, use his legs, and be fast and switch guard just like he did against Triple G. These continuous movements may be hard to manage for Canelo. Canelo Alvarez' biggest strength in his range may be his speed, his uh, elusiveness, and his experience. And he comes to fight, but as a middleweight, physically, he has a lot of disadvantages because he's not the biggest middleweight. If I'm talented and you're talented, but I got most of the advantages, I want to use my advantages to get the victory, despite what all you have accomplished with, with all you embody. I will be looking for Danny to be quite aggressive and quite diligent in his attacks. We are going to be bringing the heat like you've never seen before. Daniel Jacobs uh, will probably be the most difficult uh, and complicated opponent that Canelo will, will have. He throws a lot of combinations and he tends to move side to side to, 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 to lose you, to complicate you, to, to make you think. Soy un contragolpeador natural, ¿no? Aunque vaya hacia adelante, lo puedo hacer. Entonces, no sé cómo vaya a salir a pelear, pero vamos a entrenar para lo que vaya a presentar arriba del cuadrilátero. Sometimes when you use one plan, that might not work, and plan B or C might work exceptionally. So it's just for me, just getting to a point where I, I find what works. Like using that, being aggressive, using my speed, using my natural gifts. I mean, I'm a fighter, but I'm also a tremendous athlete. I do a lot of things in that ring for a big guy. We're going to utilize Danny's physical attributes, his size, his range, his quickness, his punching power, and we're going to definitely be the aggressor in the fight, and we're going to look to control the environment at all times. Canelo Alvarez has to fight his own fight, meaning he cannot let Jacobs dictate what Canelo wants to do inside the ring. On how he handles his guards, especially how he switches from left to right he has a lot of mobility and has fast hands boxing is a sport where I strongly feel is more mental than physical and therefore Canelo has to overcome uh, what, what Jacobs brings to the table and what he brings to the table is pure heart here's a kid who overcame cancer who's basically living his, his second life he has that belief that nothing can stop him Cancer didn't stop him, so why why should Canelo stop him? That willpower there is very, very dangerous. When Canelo throws those three, four punch combinations and Jacobs is still standing, Canelo has to, has to be strong. It's a mind game. Fighters like Jacobs, you have to be more than 100% ready, physically and mentally. Danny has nothing to fear. He fears no man because he's fought the ultimate villain. You look at Canelo and you think about all the things that he's accomplished and he's a superstar in the sport, but he's almost as if he's disillusioned. After what I've gone through, I don't look at a man as immortal. Men can bleed just how I bleed. They cry just how I cry and that's how I view it. Jacobs is a very disciplined person who has preserved those qualities and they make him even stronger. We obviously know what's happened in his life and that will just make him even more headstrong. 
I welcome that because that's when the best fights are made. After every fight I've had with Danny Jacobs, get me the Canelo fight. We will win that fight, I promise you. And I truly believe that this is his time and everything that he's been through leads him to this moment. And it will go down as not just one of the greatest boxing comeback stories of all time, but I think the boxing comeback stories of all time. This is everything that I worked hard for. My life is on the line. When we secure this victory, life will change. In the time I have left, I want to leave behind a legacy. I want to be good and I want to take advantage of every moment I have left. It's a sport that's very brief, but I want to take full advantage and I want to see all the sacrifice I've made come full circle and be worth it. I always like a challenge and it's certainly a big challenge for me. We're ready for this. So there you heard a lot of experts picking... Um, Daniel Jacobs to win this fight. Obviously, that is a DAZN video. It's done to make you want to watch the fight. It's done to promote the fight. Eddie Hearn is associated with DAZN. It's one of the voices that you've heard on here. But this is common with a lot of other opinions that I've heard. Now, I'm not going to put up every YouTube video. I'm not going to quote every single article. But it's not just people associated with DAZN. A lot of big writers from Sportsline, ESPN, uh, the Fight Guys podcast, a lot of guys have been picking Daniel Jacobs to win this fight. And that includes uh, a guy that I read regularly, Peter Kahn who is a writer and does appear on the podcast I just mentioned, the Fight Guys podcast on SB Nation Radio. So I don't necessarily get swayed by these guys. A lot of the times we are in agreement. But on this occasion, I don't think we can be in agreement because they are picking against Canelo Alvarez to lose a fight on points. Now, for me, Canelo Alvarez needs to be so far behind in a fight it's clear to even a blind person that Daniel Jacobs has won the fight. He's either going to need to be stopped, which isn't going to happen, or he's going to need to win around about nine out of 12 rounds. So 75% of the rounds and clearly because unfortunately, not unfortunately for us as betters, but unfortunately for the sport of boxing and the way that it's run, Canelo is big money. Canelo is the main side of this fight. Canelo is the one who is promoting this fight. Canelo is the one with the biggest deal in the history of boxing. This deal with DAZN is an absolute monster deal. It's a 10-fight deal for $365 million. That averages to $36.5 million a fight with this DAZN streaming app. He cannot afford a loss this early on in that deal. Obviously, later on down the line, they will want to do Canelo versus Triple G3. If he does lose, there's obviously going to be a rematch, but it's important at the moment that Canelo Alvarez continues to look like the number one guy in boxing. They do want to push him as the pound-for-pound king. He is the number one box office draw, as I said earlier, possibly in all of world sports. And to beat him, you really, really need to beat him convincingly. It's like that 
a lot of the time with most champions in boxing to beat a man you have to really beat the man and that's a wrestling expression coined by Ric Flair but it's true in boxing in order to take a title especially on the road you really need to be very very convincing on most occasions for Canelo it's even more so and for the likes of guys at ESPN and Peter Khan and other boxers and trainers to say that Jacobs can win this fight. Yeah, of course he can. This is going to be a real 50-50 if it was fair. But is boxing a fair sport? No, it isn't. That's why in the gambling sense, the, the price on Canelo at two to seven, although not completely a fair price, I can understand and justify how they got there because Daniel Jacobs has one route to victory and it involves a lot of judges being paid by the company promoting this fight to give the fight to the other guy. And when you look at a fight way back where Canelo was giving a draw against Floyd Mayweather and when Canelo was given a draw against Triple G when a lot of people had him losing the fight... You can understand why I'm saying the things that I'm saying. And even the last fight, um, a lot of people didn't think Canelo beat Cripple G. I did. I did think that he had won the last fight, but a lot of people disagree with it. But I think there is certainly an awareness about this Canelo situation um, with the Oscar De La Hoya situation, with the, the money situation involved here. It's It's become a bit of a farce here with, with the Canelo fights, but that's not to say he's a great fighter. We're talking a lot here. We spent quite a few minutes on how uh, his fights are judged poorly and how he gets favorable decisions. And we're making him sound like he's a bit of a mug. He's not a mug because he wouldn't be able to hang in there with triple G. He's he's not a mug because he wouldn't have a $365 million deal. It's not like he's Floyd Mayweather and has a big personality to go with it. The guy refuses to speak English in his interviews. I had to translate for us there in order to understand what can, was saying so he's not a big personality what he has is the support of every single mexican worldwide every mexican in america and every mexican worldwide and this fight his fights always take place in may on this um, bank holiday weekend for for mexicans and uh, i just can't see a situation where he loses if he wins this fight by knockout, it's going to happen late. So I would hedge out there at round seven to 12, which is available at seven to one. Otherwise he's 11 to four to win by knockout and even money to win by decision. For me, that has to be the bet. Looking at the Jacobs odds, he's seven to one by knockout, six to one by decision. He's three to one to win the fight outright. And um, what could be interesting here is the draw price, which you can get anywhere from 18 to one to 33 to one. Canelo to win by unanimous decision, also another decent bet. And that's available at six to four. That would mean Canelo winning the fight on every single judge's scorecard. Let me tell you, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is going to be a close fight. I think Jacobs is going to win rounds. I think we may even get some controversy. I think we may even get a rematch. I think that with a 10 fight deal, you're going to have to have some controversy. You're going to have to build some intrigue and you're going to have to build up a case for certain fighters to get rematches at Canelo Alvarez. Triple G is certainly going to get one. I don't think they're going to um, 
if Canelo wins this fight handily, that they're going to score it in favor of Jacobs. Not at all. But I do think with Jacobs having the tactic where he can box at range here, having a significant weight advantage by the time they come into the ring, Jacobs is going to be around about 14 to 15 pounds heavier than Canelo, maybe even up to 20 pounds because he's a true middleweight. And he's going to have that reach advantage. There's got to be a, a route to victory for Daniel Jacobs, like a lot of people were saying. And he will take rounds. But Canelo is, of course, the sharp, quick counterpuncher. A lot of guys have found out how quick he is. And uh, he can generate a lot more power than, than people think until they actually step in the ring with him. So there is that element of it where... Canelo could wear people down and often he does wear people down and take them out of the second half of the fight. I don't think that's going to happen here. I don't think Daniel Jacobs is going to be susceptible to that much offense where Canelo wears him down to the point where he can be only the second guy to, to stop Daniel Jacobs in his career. Of course, looking back at the two defeats that he's had, we've talked about that points victory uh, for Triple G over Daniel Jacobs, which again was very controversial, which again would have damaged the massive Canelo Triple G fight. So money talks in boxing, favorable decisions do go to the fighters where there is potentially more money to be made. Of course, when uh, Jacobs lost his first fight to Pyrog, the Russian, when he was not out that was a clear-cut loss pyrog's one of the uh, sad stories in boxing where he had to retire from an injury he was in a lethal undefeated Russian who was set to fight triple G in a massive blockbuster fight where both undefeated guys would come together and uh, incredibly suffered an injury in that camp and, and was forced to retire he never ever recovered from that and um, and that's the other guy that's beaten Daniel Jacobs of course Canelo's sole defeat comes to Floyd Mayweather in a fight where he pretty much lost every round but as I alluded to earlier managed to get a draw on one of the scorecards it's just an unfortunate circumstance and um, there is a as I said heightened awareness of it it's not a secret that Canelo Alvarez is going to get round and that you can look at it from from two sides you can say that that's completely unfair or you can say you can go along with that theory where you need to really really beat the champ to win and the rounds that I would say that Canelo's getting are the rounds that are those that are 50-50. All 50-50 rounds will go to Canelo. All debatable rounds will go to Canelo. I'm not here sitting on a podcast saying that Daniel Jacobs can go out there, outbox Canelo for two and a half minutes of the round, um, lead all the stats on CompuBox, and they're going to give the round to Canelo. That would be fucking retarded. That's not good what it's going to be. Daniel Jacobs is not going to come out here and win seven. 75% of this fight, which is why I'm picking Canelo on points. What Daniel Jacobs is going to do is he is going to win three or four rounds here, clearly, and he's going to be in four or five more. But as I said, I do believe as per usual, those fights, those rounds will be carded to Canelo and we will be seeing a Canelo points victory here. If we don't see a late, late stoppage between round seven to 12, which as I said, is the hedge bet. So if we're looking at how to bet this in units, I would take the one unit on even money at Canelo to win this fight on points. 
and I would hedge out a quarter unit on Canelo to win this fight in round seven to 12. If you do like Daniel Jacobs, don't bother with the money line at three to one. The only way to go is Jacobs on points at six to one. And I believe if you shop around, which I always recommend that you do, you may be able to get that at 13 to two or seven to one. I am seeing it at some places here in the UK using odds checker, but check out the sponsor of the sports gambling podcast network, mybookie.ag for the best odds and sign up offers, which we talked about at the start of the show. Before we close out, I just want to spend a couple of minutes covering one of the undercard fights here. It's the fight between Lamont Roach and Jonathan Oquendo, which is a title eliminator. Lamont Roach is the one to eight favorite. Oquendo, five to one, 25 to one, the draw. Lamont Roach, seven to four, or the biggest two to one to win it by knockout. Oquendo, eight to one by knockout. Oquendo, 10 to one by decision. And Lamont Roach, four to six by decision. Although you could shop around for a better price. And I would, because... Lamont Roach on points is going to be what I go for here. Although Lamont Roach is going to want to look good on a Canelo undercard, this is a tough opponent because it is a eliminator. Aquendo has only been stopped two times. The last time was seven years ago against the man who's knocked out 20 people out of his 25 wins. That's Vasquez Jr. And seven years on, Aquendo hasn't been stopped again. I think Lamont Roach would love to stop him, but even him himself with his record of 18 wins, no losses and one no contest has only stopped seven people in those 18 wins. So Lamont Roach by no means a knockout artist, but he is a stylish fight. He'll want to look good here without taking too many risks, especially as he's fighting on a Canelo undercard. The whole world will be watching here on the zone. And of course it is a title eliminator. So he's going to want to move on here. Look as good as he possibly can obviously a knockout would be amazing but that's not what i'm going for i'm looking at that record of course 19 fights 18 wins 17 on points going up against the guy that hasn't been stopped for seven years and the last time he was stopped it was by a a knockout artist as i said it wilfred vasquez jr's and uh, i don't see a knockout in this fight i see lamont roach coming out here um, looking good, winning most of the rounds, showing off, um, and that's what that's what he's been put here to do. It, it's been, it's an eliminator fight, so it's not a mug that he's fighting against. But I don't think that Jonathan Aquendo can win this fight. I can't make a case for him. And of course, like the bookies' prices here are indicative of that. You have Lamont Roche at one to eight and Aquendo at five to one and um, his knockout price is bigger than his decision price. So his, his main route to victory will be landing that one big punch. If you really feel like pushing the boat out here and, uh, and winning more money on this fight, you can take um, Lamont Roach at even money to win this by a unanimous decision. But, I'm going to play safe here because I don't trust boxing judges and I'm going to have a one unit pick here on Lamont Roach to win this fight via decision at four to six minus 150. But as I always say, shop around because there is a better price available in most places, but I've gone for majority prices on this particular podcast. So that concludes your episode Fight of Fight Show episode five. That concludes your preview of Canelo versus Daniel Jacobs. I said a few weeks ago that the biggest fight booked or made at the moment was uh, Crawford versus Khan. I had higher expectations of that fight. And the thing is, it was bubbling up and 
I got a lot of shit for that. Um, I've got a fight record here on this show of 16 and five since it started. And uh, two of those wrong were from the Khan fight where I was two minutes and 13 seconds away from landing you every single bet. Had Amir Khan not quit, um, we would have won every single one. And I don't think he quit because he's a quitter. I think there was a real miscommunication there between the referee and the corner where I honestly felt that they thought they were going to win that fight by stopping. And the fight was a good fight. It was bubbling up. Nobody can tell me that Khan wasn't in that fight. Nobody can tell me that Khan didn't take a couple of those rounds after recovering from a shocking start. The start didn't help us. No boxing expert on the planet could have anticipated that Khan would have left his chin that wide open after one round that was terrible bad luck for us and um bad luck I think is a summary of what happened in that last podcast but if you're sitting there and thinking uh, me giving you Terence Crawford round 7 to 12 and the fight to to go into the second half over 6 rounds and it ends um, a minute into the 6th round because of a freak freak low blow and the referee decides to call a low blow a technical knockout which isn't even within the rules of boxing the rules of boxing clearly indicate that Amir Khan is entitled to fight minutes or you go to the judges scorecards if you can't continue there is no rule in boxing where that was declared a TKO so we lost the bet to a error by the referee who didn't know the rules properly and people can say all they want about this thing where he turned around and said can you continue and Khan said no he can't continue because he got a, a low blow. He's not quitting the fight because he was constantly hit in his eye and he had an eye injury and he couldn't see out of his eye and he couldn't continue. No, he got punched in the fucking dick. And he said, from that punch in my fucking dick, I can no longer fight because I got punched in my dick and I'm not allowed to be punched in my dick. And now you can't stop this fight for a TKO referee, you fucking dick. That's that's not how it works. So it was completely against the rules. Um, as I said, 14 and 5 on this show since it started. Um, Going to disregard those comments completely. I don't even know why I'm addressing morons here on this show in the last three, four minutes of my podcast. But let's hope for a bounce back here. One unit play, Canelo Alvarez on points. One unit play, Lamont Roach on points. And a small quarter unit cover at 7-1 to one on Canelo Alvarez in rounds 7-12. to 12. That concludes this edition of the show. That's it from me. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening. Nunca imaginé la magnitud de llegar a ser. Este es el inicio. It's going to be a new middleweight supreme champ. Canelo has everything that I want, and that's the legacy. That's all of the belts, all of the fame. All the suits, all the shoes, all this pretty glitzy glamour. At the end of the day, it don't mean nothing, because we got to step in that ring. This is do or die.